This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. We do a podcast. It's going to be an awesome podcast. We're going to kick the podcast ass. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. I was reading about the Levi's jeans, the uh, C- CEO of Levi's jeans. Yeah. He says that 25% of people, that's one quarter of the population, Jerry, or they're buyers, they're their people, uh, need to buy a new size jean post-pandemic. Sure. I'm almost in that category. Yeah. I'm able to stick with my same size, but I have a different fit. Oh, is that right? Yeah. What's your what what uh, was your fit and what is your fit? Just you should be just regular pants, Levi's? regular jeans, now regular going, fit. Now we're relaxed fit. Ooh, which I happen to like a great deal. Relaxed fit. I do like them? That's too roomy for a guy with very thin legs like myself. Yeah, I don't have that problem. I do slim fit. I don't like slim fit. And even those, but like the, wearing spandex. No, that's skinny jeans. Skinny oh. fit. Like uh, slim fit is just for thinner. Like, like I have slim fit jeans on and i still have i could still pull them from my uh thigh with <laughs> no amazing. problem good for you hey good for you good for you also i think when you as you get if you get bigger like you gain weight you can still wear your current jeans because they stretch out it's if you were to go buy new new jeans right now jerry mm-hmm. you, you might need a different size sure, I, as I may need a different size I who knows but when you're Wearing your jeans over and over and over again, as we do before washing them, washing them, they stretch with you. Now, you throw those same jeans in the wash and you dry those jeans, then it's going to be a problem to squeeze onto That's your true. body. You're right. That's right? true, too. You're absolutely right. Very tight. Yep. Very true. Very tight jeans. Tight jeans. Do you do Levi's jeans? Or you do various brands. You're not no. a you're not a big brand guy when it comes to jeans. I'm a Levi's jeans guy now. Uh, Urban Outfitter, I like. Is that right? They yeah. make their own jean. The I think these that I'm wearing are Levi's. I just bought these the other day. Yeah, but Urban Outfitter from Kohl's, I like a lot. There are so many different jeans now. There used to not be a lot of jeans. A lot of jeans. Uh, there's a ton of jeans now, though. For a long time, when I was in um, when I was in like high school, Lee jeans were popular. Sure. I think I actually still have a pair of those. No pair joke. Of Lee jeans. Yeah. I do yard work in them. I think they're Lee. I'm not 100% sure. Those are my go-to in the fall when it's getting a little cool. Get you grab your Lee jeans. Yes. I'm pretty sure. If I think about the label, I think they're Lee jeans. I then think so. when, I, when I was in Florida, when I used to go out to the country clubs, not like country music clubs. Oh, people not wore, to play golf? No, not to play golf. People wore tight Wranglers. Okay. And I had forgot, like I had thought back then that Wranglers had gone out of business. 
No. They're still kicking and going strong in Florida. Anywhere there's line dancing. People I'm sure, I'm still sure anywhere. Wranglers. But there are so many cool jeans now. Like, if you go to any, like, a Nordstrom, you know, those those stores tend to be a little bougie. But they've got so many jeans. Remember uh, True Religion jeans were very popular for no, a while? never heard of them. <clears throat> yeah, Craig used to wear. In oh, fact, those, he those still, weird ones he used to yeah. wear? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they used to have their own stores. I don't know if anyone wears True Religion jeans anymore. I know. I remember. I bought myself a pair, two sixty five, for, for one pair. For one pair of why? Uh, what's True the Religion. point of that? I'm not sure. But you bought. I wanted them. something to feel good in, Jerry. Please. I'll I pass. wanted my butt to feel good in them. Nice. You don't have a butt. But now I'm a Levi's guy. I've never seen someone like your ass is straight down. It's flat. I was a uh, Lucky Jeans guy for a long time. But now I'm back on the, the Levi's. Nice. But Levi, it's weird. They have different quality jeans com- depending on where they sell You're it. You're really into these jeans. <laughs> yeah, I really broke down these jeans. Like, if you go to the Levi store, yeah. they have higher quality Levi jeans than if you go to, like, Macy's. Are they cheaper? They're not cheaper, no. Oh. But they're better quality jeans. I would think they'd be cheaper at the Levi store. Yeah, they're not. when they got to ship them out to another store. No, because I think they ship out, like... The crap versions to like Macy's and these other places. It's yeah. not the same. All right. Where's there a Levi store by us? Malls? No, I actually, when I bought my jeans last, there's one in Soho here. I walked over. Look at you. When I was still driving in. Remember, because this is a while ago. When you when we were still driving in together. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I was waiting for you to still do your updates. Uh-huh. And I ran over there one day. I got myself three pairs of jeans. Only cost you one hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> I think right? they were seventy five dollars each. Yeah, so it's two twenty five, even $2. more than twenty five for three pairs, though, instead of that one pair of True Religion. That's that's a bargain right there. And it's weird. Like people will say, never. Well, there are some people that say never wash your jeans. They smell. You have to. There are other people that say wash your jeans. Don't put them in the dryer. That's interesting. There are other people say gotta, wash wash your jeans. Do not use fabric softener. I got to tell you, Kim washes every week. Yeah. Right in the dryer. Yeah. I've never had one problem with jeans. Yeah, ever. I, my, mine go right in the dryer as well. Yeah, there's no problem. I do not use those. Uh, the fabric soft. She does on it, though. She really the the padding the padding the sheets ones, the sheets that I'll do. But yeah. the the liquid soft. Oh uh, no, I don't think I in my whole life I don't think my my mother or Kim has ever used the liquid fabric. Really, softener. it's always been the sheets. The bounce. Yeah, bounce. That's, right, that's mm-hmm. the one. But and they that's what they both use. Bounce. Yep. Bounce. Bounce is dominating the dryer sheet. How do you think Community. you end up with a market share of dryer sheets? <laughs> well, there's a there's the only other dryer sheet I have seen is the the one that has a snuggles the bear. Oh yeah, I remember those. I don't he, think I've ever used those. He's got dryer sheets. Okay, and now the the bounce one even has one for pets for pet hair. It's supposed to repel pet hair more. I don't see that working. I've used me those. neither. They don't really work. I don't all see that, that much. Um, I was listening on the ride in here to uh, David Lee Roth on Joe Rogan. Not Sal Licata? Uh I had Sal Licata on in the house for a little while. Oh, nice. Then he was fighting with all the callers again. <laughs> and I was that like, sounds well, about right. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to get so much of this uh, Garrett Cole stuff on the ride in. I mean, a- actual work. So when the ride in, let me change it up. Sure. So I put on uh, David Lee Roth on with Joe Rogan. He's all over. Like, he doesn't. You all you have to do is ask him one question. He goes all over the place. Like he doesn't stop talking. Right. So is that all over why the he was not a good talk show host? Yes. Though, if I remember, I remember his Correct. first show. I'm like, what is this? Yeah, it's a lot like that. 
But he brought in something interesting up about cigarettes. Okay. And he brought up how all, or, or mostly in history, the great people, the great songwriters, the great poets, the great fiction writers, all smoked cigarettes. Yeah, but everybody smoked cigarettes for a long time. And he claims, this David Lee Roth, that you cannot make great art without nicotine. That was his premise of his one of his Again, discussions. When he was relevant, I would be, I would venture to say ninety percent of of musicians smoked, and and eighty percent of society smoked. He also cited an interview with Stephen King, the writer, saying that Stephen King said once he'd quit smoking, he found it more difficult to write creatively. Was that because he was still trying to quit and he was having shakes? No, I think he meant like after he quit smoking. But he also could have been in a situation like a lot of a lot of creative people uh, do the same. You know, they have a routine. Yeah. So if Stephen King's routine was to take out his typewriter, break out his cigarettes, get his ashtray ready. His whole routine is turned upside down. And his whole routine is turned upside down when he doesn't have his cigarettes. Yeah. I listen. Could there some? Could there be something to the nicotine sparking something in the brain? Yes. yes. But I think it's a weird thing to say. I think if it was said now, it holds more value because right now, not a lot of people do smoke regular cigarettes. So if you right. told me the most uh, successful artists right now were smokers, maybe you got something. But you're talking about a time when everybody smoked. That's true. Yeah, back then everyone did smoke. Everyone. And it was cool. Yes. It used to be really cool. We always talk about this. You go on a plane, everybody smoked. Yes. Restaurants, planes. I mean, you're talking especially, you know, Van Halen in the 70s and early 80s. We still hadn't hit the quit smoking period yet. Right. I mean, you might have even said it was the peak. Yeah, in fact, Eddie Van Halen, when he used to play, he would put his, when he was smoking, he would put his cigarette in order to hold it in the top of the neck of the guitar. It was cool looking because then he was going. Listen, there is something for lack of a better term. There is something cool about the cigarette music and yes, or in a bar with a beer. I don't know why. Right. Well, that's what David Lee Roth was saying. Great jazz musicians, smokers. Yeah, but if you go to a jazz club now, I'm sure they're really good and no one's smoking. Oh, I see what you're saying. It was the time. Right or wrong? Yeah. Do you think... Like what percentage of customers that walk into a uh, convenience store like a Seven Eleven? What percentage of them are going in to purchase cigarettes nowadays? That's see, that's an interesting one, only because that's where I feel like most smokers still get their cigarettes from instead of like a Seven, regular drugstore. Yeah, Seven Eleven, Wawa, um, Quick Check. It's coffee, cigarettes, lottery tickets. I'll bet you those are still their three most popular items i would i would venture to coffee, say coffee cigarettes and lottery tickets yeah and i only say that cuz anytime i'm in there someone's always buying one of the three i saw a woman the other day and i tell you this too about about smoking i saw a woman in there the other day i don't know how old she was my guess would be she was in her 60s because her skin was awful and she was online in front of me and she didn't have anything and i'm like this is going to be a cigarette order no doubt and it was. She bought five packs of Paul Malls. Nice. I haven't heard of a Paul Mall in, in a decade. Nice maroon pack of cigarettes. She spent like 40, what the hell did she spend? That was more than that. I, I, $70, some ridiculous amount on five packs of cigarettes. I'm like, okay. People still probably buy a pack at a time thinking, 
I'm a quit after this one. I bet you a lot of people think that. You're probably yeah. I I would agree with that. I would say if you need to do something creative, don't quit yet. Don't tell people not to quit. That's bad advice. Finish your song, finish your poem, finish your work projects. That's like the whole, I know you were a Seinfeld guy. Did you ever watch Friends or not really? I did watch Friends, but I don't really remember a lot of it. You remember the one with Fun Bobby? No. So Monica got this boyfriend and he was a blast. They They loved him. Fun Bobby. But they noticed... As the relationship got a little bit deeper, nothing crazy, but after several dates and parties with the group, they noticed that he was never without a drink, ever. And so they'd go out for lunch, and instead of getting a water, he'd get a drink. And one of the guys, I forget who, said, have you noticed that you never see him without a drink? And so she just made a reference, maybe we could go out and not have a drink. And he decided, you know what, you're right, I have a drinking problem, and he quit. And he turned into a complete and utter dud and <laughs> he wasn't like, fun bobby anymore he was just a dull uh a dullard is that what they call a him? dullard yeah and they were like we want fun bobby back but he quits drinking right my guess is a lot of people with smoking probably go through that phase too where it's like they're just depressed and they're not you know they enjoy it that's the one thing about it you want to quit for health reasons but i do think a lot of people do enjoy it cigarette smoke yes or I do. drinking or both the well the cigarettes i think the smoking yeah like if if i told you right now if we learned for real a harvard study showed that cigarette smoking there's a new cigarette tastes the same this will not cause cancer no emphysema no nothing i bet you you know how many people i think would smoke again because it is cool you're right it gives you something to do. It's that fixation. It's the drink and a smoke. And I bet you a lot of people would smoke again. I remember my father when he he always drove a stick shift and yeah. he smoked. Oh, he must have just stayed in his mouth then, right? No, he would do it. Like I'd see him sometimes shifting, and the cigarette would be really? between his two fingers while he was shifting. Yeah. You, thought, you thought your dad back was cool. The mouth. Definitely. Yep. A stick shift and smoking. Dad, why are you not in the movies? Right. Like you're cool. You could be in Greece. Driving a blue Vega. I don't know what that is. Uh, Vega, What's a Chevy Vega? Vega. Chevy, I don't know it was that a small, car. Uh, it was a small car. Okay. Basic. Yeah. It was like one of those basic cars. Right, sure. But I, but, yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. All right. So you're not buying 100% the David Lee Roth that uh, great people smoke. You say you're thinking it's more of the time that these great works were created. I do. Back then, most people smoked cigarettes. I do. I had a friend of mine. His dad was a mechanic. Really good dude. And he smoked Camel Unfiltered. He was an alcoholic, so he only drank Coca-Cola. That was it. And I never saw him have a drink. And they had a house in LBI. I think they still do. And so I would go to LBI sometimes for a month and stay with them in the summer. And so he would work. His dad would, would basically be there every Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the summer. And then he'd be at the shop Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and most of Thursday. So I would go with him on Thursday and stay for, like I said, a week, two, sometimes a month. And then come back with him on those Sunday nights so he could be at work for Monday. And he would always pick me up. He had a nineteen he had a nineteen sixty seven navy blue Mustang. Nice. That was awesome. That's where your love of Mustangs. And it was a five speed and he smoked those camel unfilters and we would hit the parkway and that thing be hanging out of his mouth and he'd be shifting and I thought it was the coolest thing. I did. Yeah. Much like your father. Definitely. I know when I had like a uh, I had a version of the big wheel and I and you I, smoked when you were well, riding that. Yeah, in my backyard. I so the candy I, cigarettes. No, not the candy. I had a. I remember I had a, a like a, a Hot Wheels NASCAR type of track, 
and there were flag poles that would go in, but there. So I took the flag off the flagpole and I smoked that. <laughs> it was like a plastic. Thing. And you know what's crazy is your mom was probably watching you out the kitchen yes. window, being like, "Oh, it's so cute." Right. Look at our little boy smoking. That would be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Driving. Yeah. It's so Night true. My cigarettes. Oh, look at him. He's yeah. going to smoke and drive one day. And then I had my candy cigarettes. He might even give us a grandchild. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe not. Mm. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> Pass on that one. Are you, let me ask you this. Now, the name will live on because there are other Dukes, obviously. But is that it for your family? Like, you uh, don't have a brother. Right, I have two sisters. Your sisters took. They're married oh. and they took their husband's names. Right. Yeah. Now, does your dad have a brother who's got a son that could live on? He does not. He, no, none. That's it. So basically, you've ended it. I've ended it. How do you feel about that? You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it that way. Maybe I'll just start donating sperm everywhere. Yeah, but you got to get your name on it, though. Oh, right. Which right. I have to commitment. donate sperm. And I'd say, I, no, I donate sperm, Jerry, and I go, in order for someone to accept the sperm, you must use my last name because the name must carry on. It's so Dukes. important. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's so important. That Did you actually Dukes never name. think of that seriously? Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's come up in conversations at like this thanksgiving dinner <laughs> i'm sure it's come up with people screaming at me at thanksgiving dinner <laughs> potentially uh, christmas eve well that's where that quote comes yeah. from you only get one christmas eve a year don't f it up <laughs> you don't get it back is that a thing yeah that's something people say that's one of the, one of the things that i mentioned that eddie saved one of the clips like if you like you get into a family fight on christmas yeah and you blow it that's it right you just blew a christmas you don't get another one back right that's a good point. You got to be careful. It's like uh, we're right at the start of summer here. We are. We can't screw up our summer. Agreed. Well, we can. We'll Let's try, not, try to. not to. We're going to try not to. Let's try not to screw up summer. Yeah. All right, Jerry. Let's do the warm-up La show. Presti tomorrow on the warm-up show. Yes. Lopresti on the warm-up show. And Eddie will do the uh, the podcast. Oh, Eddie will. All yes. right. Eddie will. All right. All right. We'll see you tomorrow then. Right on. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't stop. Right, we say we do this 502. It's the warm up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details, along with the Eddie Scazzeri. His name is Albert Donovan Dukes. He joins us on a Wednesday. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. Uh, you're going to Baltimore today. I am. You're going to see Matt Harvey pitch against my man, Taiwan Walker. I am. It's going to be part of my BetMGM short thing double play of the day. Which which part? Uh, I'm taking the Mets to obliterate the Orioles tonight, and what? I'm taking the Yankees to destroy the Twins tonight. Jerry, maybe you didn't see, see that the Twins are throwing out a guy out there to pitch named Randy Dobnak. One and six with an ERA of 6.19. If the Yankees don't get healthy tonight by hitting about 17 home runs, I give up. So you're com- comboing those up for a bet. Mets I am. 
and the Mets Yankees. Yankees. Yes, 100%. Because Taiwan Walker's been good. He's good. I like him. Matt Harvey is fine. And I think the Mets break out tonight. What about tying in the Islander game, which uh-uh. also no. is tonight? No. You don't do that. Closeout games are very difficult. Do oh, I, th- okay. I hope they win for the sake of the Islander fan. I am not betting on that. Maybe you didn't hear it in Long Island. Maybe you didn't hear. I called this the sure thing. Oh, a sure thing. So <laughs> adding that would not be a sure Fuck thing. It's tricky, man. Maybe I'll get in on your sure thing later today. I Very good reasoning Mets right Yankees. there. And, and Garrett Cole's pissed. Plus, you're going to be in the building. I will Mets. be in the building, yes. I will be there at some what, point. What time do you leave for something like that? It's a great a question. 7.05 game in Baltimore. It's a wonderful question. Uh, I'd leave about now. I'd leave right now. leaving now. now. Get there probably, early, Jerry. Probably leaving around 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock? I would say so. Because I get my kid out of school first, remember? Right. We got that. I actually forgot about that. that uh, my plan was to leave to at one. <laughs> yes. Well, because my older son's home. He's been home all year. Well, he's gone in and out. But he's home for the last couple of weeks, so I don't think of him. And then my younger guy, I just I feel like it's been over. And my wife says, um, we taking him or we're going to let him finish school? So the whole Ew. family's going. Yeah, I wasn't going myself. No, I didn't know if you were bringing one boy, two boys, yeah, we're all the going. wife. Yeah, so she likes going to baseball games. Okay, everyone's going. It's a big trip to Baltimore then. you got to make some reservations somewhere, get some Boston crabs. I don't think so. I think by the time Baltimore we – No, nah, please, I'm not interested in that. We, I think by the time we get there – it's basically going to be ballpark food. Okay. So I don't think I'm going to eat all day. I'm not going to eat all day. Cracker Jacks, popcorn. Who buys that anymore? What do you plan on throwing at the players? Uh, two because... hours and 42 minutes. Okay, two hours, 42 minutes. Do you plan on throwing any food at the players? No, or bottles. That seems to be the thing we no, do these days. I don't think I'm going to do that. Bombard players with uh, some tasty no. ballpark food. I was thinking of running on the field. Or run on the field. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm going to run do on the it. dugout and just plunge onto the bat of the <laughs> on-deck circle. Yeah, do it, though, when the game's going on so we see you on TV. How about this? How about I'll scale the net? All right, scale the... Oh, there's a man scaling a net <laughs> behind home plate. Yeah, that won't be me. You got your tickets already? Uh, actually, I didn't. I'm going to buy them oh. this morning. What if it's sold out? Have you? Did you see any of last night? Last night's game? They can sell out a section, oh. and you think the, the so ballpark's going to be sold out? You'll be fine. Uh, yes. There's no one there. You got to go for bougie seats, though, if you're making the trip all the way down there. No, I no, I got a big summer coming up. I'm not bougie spending. No, I'm not going to spend 150 dollars on a ticket. That I will not do. Okay, because to me, in, especially baseball, you there's a lot of places you can sit, and the game is just as good. I'd sit in left field, home run balls. I don't like that. I don't like sitting in the outfield. You don't? No, I've got to be somewhere between first and third. I don't even care if it's the upper deck. I got to be between first and third so I can see the field. I see. Like I like Evan's seats at City Field. They're high, but they're right behind home plate. Great vantage point of the entire field. But you have no real shot of catching a foul ball. Or sure a home you do. Run, home no, run you do. Ball. A home run ball? No, you'd have to run fast. Yeah. To get there, <laughs> I'd love to catch a home run ball. Yeah, I caught a foul ball once. Never a home run yeah. ball. Sal Licata caught a ball at the home run derby. Is that right? And that was his profile pic on social media for a while, him acting like a lunatic with the ball, screaming to the crowd. That is true. When it was at City Field? Yeah, that is true. Catching a home run ball at a home run derby when there's so many hit is not as exciting. It's not the same. I agree. As catching the only home run hit in a game. That's why it amazes me that one guy that has caught 9,000 home run balls. Yeah. Makes no sense. Very strange. Yeah, I forget his name. Hypo or Hypo. No, who cares what his name is? It's just weird. Something, yeah, he catches a lot of balls. Yeah, catching balls. A lot of balls, Jerry. Uh, let's see, what happened last night? The Yankees beat the Twins. Now, I did see this. The Twins 
there was a uh, Brett Gardner uh, sack fly where uh, Gary Sanchez was coming into. Uh, he was tagging up Jerry from third base, and the throw came in, and the ball got cut off. For and it shouldn't have been cut off. Right. And this, ha- I feel like this happens a lot in baseball. Guys cut balls off all the time, where it looks like there could be a play at the plate. It's Why funny. is that? Who decides? Who's I actually don't think the they ball? the catcher should. I actually don't think they 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 cut the ball off enough. Actually, really, I don't. Sometimes I see the ball go through. There's no chance of getting the guy at home. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the that's on the catcher. He's the one. The way we're taught, I don't know if it's different in Major League Baseball. The catcher's the one that's either going to yell "cut, cut, cut," and if you don't say anything, it just you let it go. Because the catcher looked annoyed when the ball got cut off, but maybe he was annoyed at himself for calling for the cut. Maybe, or maybe, perhaps, you ever think, maybe, I don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know. Maybe someone yelled in the crowd, and he was annoyed. Who knows? It's very possible. Imagine someone in the crowd yelled, cut, cut, cut. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't shock me. I would always make the guy, like, earn his run. So Gary Sanchez coming home, like, I'm going to make him have to slide. Maybe he gets hurt. Get him out of the game. You're right, except if you get thrown out by 10 feet, you look like an ass. I agree with you. Everything's got to go right. You've got to, like, did you see, oh, was it, who was it? Ay, ay, ay. Was it Vlad? I'm trying to think in the Blue Jays game the other day. Did you see the throw from left field by any, by any chance? I got to, I want to make sure I get playing? this right. The Blue Jays were playing. Mm-hmm, were they playing the Braves? And I they gotta, rifled the ball from uh, dude left field or right field. Ridiculous from left field. Left field, absolutely ridiculous. I On will check fly? as we as we have the conversation because I want to get this right. Yeah, I saw the video and I was like, man. Point is, you've got to field the ball cleanly. You've got to get the throw off cleanly. It's got to be online. I totally agree with you. A lot's got to go right. But these are major leaguers. Like a lot should go right. Yeah, if I was a third base coach, I would send guys home all the time. Because <laughs> the throw's got to be there. It's got to be online. It it can't get cut off. Like, so many things go into it. I think you're better off. Even if the throw is right online, that big fat catcher's mitt, sometimes the ball just goes thump, No, that, that catcher's right mitt. I love that. that. Catcher's, catcher's mitt is the mitt. greatest mitt ever. If How I was could a, you not? If I was a catcher, I'd have my own separate mitt for plays at the plate. <laughs> no. I would toss my catcher's mitt. That the big, catcher's mitt is the thing. best glove on the field. Yeah, I feel it could be easily popped out. Like I could no. slide right into a catcher's no. mitt and pop that right wrong. out. Wrong, wrong, pop. wrong. If you now listen, if your catcher's mitt is in broken in properly, sure. A good yeah. catcher's mitt, though, that ball's secure in there. Hmm. Come on now, no way. Hmm. So I don't know. What are you typing? I'm typing. I want to make sure I get this right. All right, you Google. It was Lordy Scuriel. Guriel. That's who it was. Yes. He throws in. I'm trying to. Who are they playing? I, this was just a couple of days ago. He's on um, the uh, Blue Jays. Yes. Guriel. Uh Astros. That's what it was. Blue Jays Astros. Yes. I, when, when we go to break, I'm going to show. Right. I want to show you this because you can't come over now. I mean, you can come over now, yeah, but then I have to talk awkward, and yeah. while you're watching and that's kind of a pain in the ass. I want you to see this play. And this is why you can't always just send guys home. It's like in the Met game the other day, Thursday, Friday, whenever it was with Billy McKinney. He could have had an inside-the-park home run. We still never really got a good shot. But if you get thrown out at home by 10 feet, what's the point? You look like a fool. You do look like a fool. That's why coaching third base is fun and stressful all at the same time. Go, go, go. You'd be be sending guys left and right, and you'd be fired after 30 games. like, dude, you keep sending everybody home, and they're getting thrown out by five feet. Get Dukes off third base. Put them on first. Uh 
I know you're calling the Mets uh, win tonight uh, a sure thing, but what happened last night, Jerry? Uh, David Peterson happened. I would have never bet that game. And Robert Gazelman each gave Forget up Forget him. Runs. Peterson killed them last night again, just like his last start in San Diego. So does he stink now? He's or not. We stunk? Dude, he's not been good. I mean, he has been. But Taiwan Walker tonight you like. I do you like, like Yes, I do. And I also like the fact, first of all, Baltimore's a band box, that we, as we know. And Matt Harvey's not the same. So I called it last time. I'm going to call it again. You're calling all right. The last time I I thought perhaps Matt Harvey might throw throw a no hitter. You said yes, right? Mm-hmm. And then you said that he go? would be knocked out early. I did, or that he would give up runs early. Uh, yes, which he did, and he did. So you nailed it. I did. So you're calling that again tonight? I am. I'm not, and I'm not family. saying he's only going to throw an inning or two, but I think the Mets will score runs. And I think they'll win tonight with the Recco family in attendance. Yes, correct. That is right. You guys wear Mets jerseys? I'm sure my kids will, especially there. If you saw any, that's a stupid question. Anybody that watched a little bit of last night I watched all of that. realized that was like a home road game for yeah. the Mets. Half the crowd was Met fans. So, yeah, that's not a uh, an intimidating place to go as an opposing fan. Right. You're not going to get beat up no. in Baltimore. I won't wear Mets. anything, but my, I'm sure my kids will. Yeah, They got Absolutely. New Jerseys, those kids of yours, or they got uh, they do. throwbacks? They got Alonzo. Alonzo. I'm trying to think. They got DeGrom, Alonzo. I know my older son has Harvey. Um because we liked him back in the day. <laughs> do you think there'll be any Matt Harvey Mets jerseys in the crowd? Yeah, line? I do. Me too. I do. Uh, if I, I ca- if I find one, I will snap a picture for All you. All right. And I will post that. Text it to me, Jerry. It's a Harvey Wednesday in Baltimore. Text it to me so I feel special. Did you imagine if we went back five years, six years ago, and I said, you know, in five years we're going to go to a Met Oriole game and Matt Harvey's going to be pitching against Taiwan Walker. You'd be like, oh, the Orioles took a flyer on Taiwan Walker, huh? Like, nope. You'd go, no, 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 no. <laughs> The other way around. And you'd be betting against Matt Harvey. <laughs> right. Which On top of that. what you're doing, Jerry. Exactly right. Hmm. Exactly right. Weird. Yes. Uh, Bruins Islanders tonight, 730. This is game six. Uh, so that means they've played five games. Are the, the Islanders are up three games to two. Is that right, Jerry? <laughs> yes. And this could be what they would call a closeout game. They win tonight. <laughs> they would win four games to two. <laughs> They would win four games to two yes. and move on to the next situation. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> I want to save my next part for after the break, Jerry. Let's talk about this Garrett Cole situation. You got it. I, well, it is the lead story, so I was surprised the, you. I'm Yes, that's you're fine. You're surprised I didn't lead with it. Um. Well, no, you usually lead with something other than sports. Yeah. But I did think you would get to it in the first segment, but whatever. I like it. I don't want to ruin it. I want to, I want to give it its proper spacing. He spoke for... 14 minutes yesterday. I mm-hmm. cut through a lot. I got a lot yeah. of it. So we will get to that coming up on the other side. So you want right. to take a nice early break. Yeah. So we give Garrett Cole his, his, his due. due. Yeah. I, I don't want to be interrupted, Jerry. Plus, not for nothing. Last time I checked, someone's <laughs> celebrating an anniversary. Very important for him to tell us about it. And interesting. Did you know the condo I bought last year is already worth more than I bought it for? Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. You deserve to make money on your investment. Carney was my bank of choice and made my entire mortgage process very easy. You want to go with someone you can trust and actually get on the phone when you have questions. I trust them and you can too. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, just getting started. Quarter after five, Boomer and Geo at six. Lots to get to here on the fan on a Wednesday. Don't go away. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And Jerry, fresh and organic, and no antibiotics ever. I think that you just laughed at your own joke. What are we done with <laughs> it's really no antibiotics, Jerry. By the way, great song. I heard one thing coming in today. And you, well, you guys can help me with this real quick, and then we'll get to Garrett Cole. For the, I guess my whole life, the song Emotion, I thought was the Bee Gees my whole life. It's Samantha Strong. It's a woman. And you thought it was a couple of men singing? I thought it was the Bee Gees. Emotion? Yes. You know it. You, it take you literally two seconds, you'll know the song. Samantha Strong. And at least tell me that I'm not nuts, that it sounds like the Bee Gees. Hmm. Samantha Strong, you say, is the woman's Unless name? Unless what I saw was wrong, and it is the Bee Gees. Hmm. What the hell is this? Yeah, this, this is, is the emotion. This, yeah, this Samantha is Samantha Sang is her. Whatever. Her. This I'm is sorry. the Bee Gees. But it's her with the Bee Gees. So it is. Well, well then why don't they get credit then in the title? Uh, probably uh, they, uh, the way it is on Spotify, it's Samantha Sang, comma, Bee Gees. So probably on your radio display, you couldn't see it. Okay. No, that, because I always thought it was. And I'm thinking, wow, she sounds just like them. She sounds just like the Bee Gees. All right, good. Woman. Well, that makes me feel much better. All right. Well, we've uh, solved that problem. But the, prior to that, Jerry, was the Foo Fighters. They're going to play the first show back at Madison Square Garden. How about this? I knew that a week ago. How do you know that? Just you know saying. the Foo Fighters, or you do you know Madison Square Garden? I have a friend who knew. Is that right? Yes. Uh, that concert's going to be June 20th. Yeah, that's Father's Day. Father's Day? Yeah. Maybe I'll take my father to go see Foo Fighters. <laughs> and you're getting the mosh pit from, the mosh pit from yeah. Monkey Wrench. Yes, definitely. It'll lift my father up over my shoulders, get him crowd surfing, <laughs> get him to get up on the stage. Dave Grohl! Then when he gets on the stage, he goes running and dives into the crowd. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, I don't think that would go well, but I'd love to see video it. Why would they play Father's Day? Like, I don't know. Busy on well, I, you've not got one, but well, why people. wouldn't you though? You know what? Concerts are Monday, Tuesday. It doesn't seem to matter anymore. Yeah, people. So go to why concerts. not? Uh, imagine going to a concert on a Sunday night. I would go to see the Foo Fighters. I would go. Mm. Remember, if you remember, a couple of years ago when I was filling in after. Um, Craig had his unfortunate uh, goner, um, whatever you want to call it. I think he nailed it for fortunate goner. He was gone, right? I don't he know what I don't know what else for to a say. While, yep. <laughs> yeah. filling in. Um, they played like in a weeknight, and a friend of mine had tickets. I, I I couldn't do it. Not on like a Tuesday night. No Sunday night Father's Day. It's intriguing. Maybe you and your boys. You go from going to the uh, Orioles Mets game, then a, right a to month Foo later, Fighters. Right to Foo Fighters. Mm, probably not going to go, but I would like to. I guess that'll be a full show, like a full, fully staffed. Uh, that's gonna. I would think that's their first back. show back, right? Yeah, it is the first show back. You know what? That garden's going to be rocking. Oh, it's going to be rocking and rolling, Jerry. Yes, June twentieth, Father's Day. So okay, so what's going on, Jerry, with Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole uses a substance that you're not supposed to be using, and people know about it now. So there's a substance called Spider Tack. Well, I'll play you this clip. All right. All right. This is Ken Davidoff. 
asking the question. Take note of the very lengthy pauses. Take note of the non-answer slash answer. It's 17 seconds. I got two really good ones for you with with crazy pauses. Here's right. the here's the first one with the question. And have you ever used spider tack while pitching? All right, so spider tack is what it's called. Is that the brand name, Jerry? I guess so. Now here comes the pause and then the answer non-answer. Um, I don't. One, two, three, four. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. Uh... I don't know quite. I don't quite know how to answer that, to be honest. Oh, how about <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> this is his answer. There are customs and practices that have been passed down from older players to younger players, from the last generation of players to this generation of players, and mm. Um, mm. yeah, you know, I I think uh, mm. I think there are some things that are certainly out of bounds in that regard. This guy would be terrible on the witness stand. This is my question. Did they not prep him for that question? I mean, first things first, and I want to be really clear about this because I took a beating over the whole Astro thing, and I I will continue to say what I've always said. They've cheated in baseball for 150 years. Do I like it? No. Do I live with it? Yes. And – what bothers me more than anything about the steroid guys, about the Astros thing, who the hell are we to decide that cheating's okay to a certain point? Either you're cheating or you're not. But it's like we get to decide where the line is. You're the breaking the rules, you're not breaking the rules. And so this whole thing, and he's not the only one, I know that. The problem is his, and I, the, 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 it is what it is. They call them the spin rate. That's the new thing. His are off the charts, and he's been amazing with it. Now you take this away. He says mechanically he hasn't been good of late. All right. It's quite the coincidence, though, that all this popped up, and he's not the same pitcher. Now, this is the other one. <laughs> this, you tell me. Listen to these pauses. He is asked, do you support the umpires routinely checking the pitchers now during a game? All right. Fair enough. It's not a tough question right no seems pretty clear yeah um i i mean i one two three i personally four five i mean i personally yeah i mean i i think that i think that i think that if, if that if, if, if in order for people to feel feel like the playing field is level then then um yes certainly mlb is directed or I, I mean, I haven't seen anything in, in regards to what exactly they're going to do. This is unbelievable. I actually felt bad for him. But he, like you said, he knew when he was going out there. This is these are I, the questions Alan, he was going I, to get. So I know. I know. Why would you not be prepared? I don't know. I mean, it's like people. I would sometimes we would have sometimes guests come in here, and they would say, or their PR person would say, they're not going to ask him about such and such, are they? You know, some controversy from the past. Well, they might. Well, he doesn't want to talk about that. Well, then don't come in. Or, I always said, have an an- you know the question's coming. Have an answer ready. Right. When they ask you again, give them the same answer. I just answered point, the question. And at some point, we have to move on. But to not be prepared is I, bizarre. I agree. And he was asked a couple of different ways, and he did revert back to, he said, listen, I answered that already, sort of. And he would kind of talk a little bit more about it, but at least did revert back to his first answer. The problem is his first answer is, there's not an answer. 
And I'll, this is another thing I came to think about. And he's a good guy, and maybe this is part of it. But this whole narrative of the big, bad New York media. So he asked the question, you get no answer from him. Well, why don't you go back and say, you didn't answer the question. Yeah. Yes or no. And it's like, you know, like the next question was about, uh, you know, you think you're going to bounce back tomorrow night. Like, I don't know. I, I think some of these things are myths more than they are truths. What do you mean? These days. Like, we're in New York, the toughest media. No, we're not. All over the country, there are dozens of media members now in NFL locker rooms. Well, not locker rooms, but you get my point. Like, sports have become so popular. Playing in New York isn't like playing in New York 50 years ago. You can make a fortune anywhere, and you're going to face media scrutiny anywhere. It is what it is now. So I I was surprised that he wasn't attacked more. But again, he's a really good guy, and so I kind of get it, but... But now he's just getting scrutinized today yes. for that. Correct. But you're right. Like, that was just so strange. Like, you knew the questions were coming. Have an answer. Have a good answer. There's nothing there. I mean, really, there was nothing there. So. Spider tack. Yeah, that's. What is spider tack? Uh, glue. Can I Google that? <laughs> you can Google it. Yes. Spider tack. It's. I don't know. This whole topic so funny, is Garrett weird. Garrett Cole's face just comes up all over when you well, Google spider tack. Yeah, because this is what surfaced yesterday. And so, like I said, like I, I get it that you want to kill certain guys and not others, but I don't from the standpoint of who are we to decide what's too far. If you're cheating, you're cheating. Well, this is interesting, Jerry. When you Google spider tech, it's marketed to competitive strongman competitions, which is what we're watching right now on CBS Sports Network. Isn't that a coincidence? It helps the guys carry the giant Atlas stones. Right. Okay. So how do, I never understand how that helps with a baseball. Like if something's super sticky. Well, I guess like you have I a better it, grip on it. It takes all the moisture off your fingers. But what if you can't get it off your fingers? Like it's. Super I don't glue. think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be stuck to your hand. I that mean, would be really cool if that happened. It's got enough grip to carry an atlas stone in the strongman competition. That's probably the only thing that the naked gun got wrong when they had that whole scene with all the stuff that the pitcher was using. When Frank Drebin went out there to check him, mm-hmm. they should have had him throw a ball and have the ball stick to his hand. Yes. <laughs> or have his arm fly off with the ball. Sticky balls. Sticky balls. So yes, we're sir. against the sticky balls, uh, Garrett Cole. Well, Garrett Cole pitches tonight, so we'll see Jerry against this Randy Dobnak. Have you seen this Randy Dobnak? I have not. He's got a. Uh, he's got he an interesting. He pitches for the Twins. Yeah, but he's got an interesting look. He wears, like, goggles. Yeah, all he right. wears like those goggles. It does nothing Not threatening for me. looking. No, it does nothing for me. Uh, so he goes up against spin rate, spider, uh, t- tacky. What is it Let called? Me ask spider you this. tack, uh, Garrett Cole. Tonight. If Garrett Cole gets lit up tonight, yeah, and we see that his spin rate numbers yes. are down again, like at what point do you start to say this is a real problem? Tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I tomorrow totally morning, agree right with here, you. Jerry. I agree. This because is a problem. I found, I'm open with that. I was watching, you know, the Met game last night. And Ron Darling was talking about this, and he said he never, ever used a substance, ever. Is that right? That's what he said. That's what Ron Darling claims? Yes. No sticky balls? No sticky balls. Okay. You know, he said the rosin bag was out there, and this is a very, it's a slippery slope. Not that he used those words, but he goes, it's a, it's a very interesting conversation and in what door we are opening. Why is that? Well, because, as I think Donaldson said, or one of the other position players, this could be your next steroid scandal because you might find out that a lot of these guys not they're not all doing it but a lot wasn't it um wasn't it Cole too 
that was called out by the Oakland A's um, what did locker he do? room attendant for making specific. Oh, yes. Right. Wasn't that him? Or the Angels. Maybe it's the Angels. Yeah. It was one of those teams out west where they had the text messages where they were looking for the specific blend. Where are my sticky stuff? See, that's where it starts to get a little bit. It's tricky. Hmm. It really is. You're right. So I'm actually going to root against Garrett Cole tonight just so we could have this conversation tomorrow. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to root against him. I want to win. Do you think they'll check him tonight? I, it's very possible, sure. Very like possible. First inning. Now, like, if I'm the Twins manager, can I request they check his sticky balls? Can you? I guess you like could. Like, in the middle sure, of the yes. first inning, could I be you like... You could call timeout. Yeah, you yeah. could call timeout and say, I think he's got something on his hat or somewhere. Yeah, you could. Even if I have no... I think you could. I think you'll create a nice little back and forth with the Yankee dugout. Phil Nevin might punch you in the face. Bring it, Phil Nevin. And we saw Marcus Timms the other day. (laughs) You never know. Right. But, yes, you could do that. Does Donaldson get thrown at tonight? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I would do that just to rattle Garrett Cole if I was the Twins. Who's the Twins manager, Jerry? Is that uh, Rocco Baldelli? Rocco Baldelli. You have any idea who that is? I do. I have heard. He used to, he played for the Tampa Rays. Yes, he did. Look at you. That's right. I'm, I'm proud of you. That's you're right. actually yep, up on Baldelli. you're up on Rocco Baldelli. I know my Rocco. I know my my um, Tampa Rays uh, history, Jerry. Though you didn't know he was the manager of the Twins. I covered them in their very first year of existence. Yeah, I know when they were the Devil Rays. Devil Rays. That's right. They had very Boggs. cool hats. They had Wade Boggs. They had uh, Fred Crime Dog McGriff. McGriff. By the way, the Can't Rays have won twenty of twenty-four. They won again last night. The Tampa Rays. They did? beat the Nationals. They are they are remarkable. Hey, good for you. I don't understand it, but yes, good for you. Good for them. All right, let's take a break. Five thirty-three. A lot more still to do. Al is going to break down at some point in the hour. Game six of the Islanders and Bruins. Not what he likely. thinks the keys to the game are. <laughs> and then we'll get you Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Two great taste that taste great together. All right, when you wake up in the morning, you get us. 5.39. See what I did there? It's the warm-up show. <laughs> Until meat. 6 o'clock. The meat puppets. Meat pup- what is a meat puppet? I don't know. I figure you probably had them in your condo. A meat puppet? It sounds about something you'd be doing on a... Sa- Listen, you're emailing uh, the boss on Saturday night at 7 o'clock. What else are you doing? <laughs> I had to email the boss about a bread guy coming Right. In. Think about that. So he wrote back to me because you realize you're emailing me about a meat guy coming in on a bread guy on a bread guy coming. <laughs> I got meat puppets on the mind, Jerry. <laughs> yes, you a do. A bread guy coming in on Saturday night. I go, <laughs> I do, I do. Unfortunately, very sad. Yeah, well, let's look at it this way: it's a very low stress weekend for you when that's your biggest concern. I have a feeling meat puppets mean something dirty. It just, you, I just, you think that comes up in, like, Urban Dictionary? I don't know, Jerry. Just Wikipedia, the meat puppets. <laughs> I get the sense you might have looked it up already. I, I did not look it up. It just sounds weird. Let's see. And when things sound weird, they normally are weird. Let's see. What is the definition of a meat puppet? <laughs> eh. 
Oh, really? Uh-oh. Oh, no, it's an alias name. So nothing. I got oh, nothing okay. here. You got nothing? Not really, no. You got nothing? You got nothing? No, nothing. Here's a weird thing that happened last night in baseball, Jerry. Uh, I, uh, the guys and uh, the guy plays for the Pirates. His name is Kebrian Hayes, I believe is the way you pronounce his name. Yes, I saw this. He uh, hit a home run but missed first base. Yeah, and what's interesting is Walker Bueller, if you just read the game story, throws seven scoreless innings for the Dodgers. But he really didn't because he gave up a home run in the first inning. But you got to touch all the bases. They said he was admiring his home run and got thrown off while admiring and running to first base. And he thought he caught the with the back part of his foot the base, but he didn't. I will tell you this, that in um, in youth sports, this happens often. But the umpires don't see it. Exactly. That's what I was saying. Like, So when umpires watch, why would an umpire even care if a guy touched first base? It's his job to, to care and watch. So do you think he, then, then, okay, let me ask you this. So if it's the umpire's job to care and watch, if no one calls for it, can the ump say he, this dude missed first That's base? That's a really good question. I don't I, know that. I think, I don't know the answer to this. I think that's an appeal play. Kind of like when the runner leaves. So, for instance, on a tag up from third base, runner leaves early. I don't think the umpires ever call him out. I think you have to come out and appeal. and then, Because clearly if the umpire knows and they're going to call him out, they saw it. So I don't know the answer about the home run one. That's a, that's a good question. I would think it's an appeal just like the tag up is. Like when uh, when a, if a guy hits a home run and he misses first base, the minute he touches second base, the umpire should call him out. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they do. So let's say this guy, Cabrian Hayes, never plays again, Jerry. Did he hit a major league home run? Uh, in his mind, yes. Statistically, no. In the books. As and in say. the video, he's got a video of it because everything's on video these days. Right. So he can show his grandkids, I hit a major league home run. Just make sure you cut the video off Yes, before they call out the home run. That's got to suck. You miss first base. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. No question. Well, it's like, who was it for the Mets that hit the grand to his, not Todd Zeal. The grand slam Ventura. that turned out Robin Ventura. Yeah, because they mobbed him before he got home, so right. it doesn't go down as a grand slam. A three-run single. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I don't know why it's not a triple. I mean, yeah, you need to touch first, that. second, and third. Right. By the way, a meat puppet is another name for a person who doesn't think they have any soul. Oh, he's just a meat puppet. Or has no soul, I well, should say. Well, I like say. that. You like that? Well, I mean, I, I... And they believe they're controlled by others. Okay. So it's a, it's a, a human body? With no soul being controlled by others. That's Urban puppet. Dictionary. So meat every puppet. major league manager, in other words. Is a meat puppet. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Why, uh, Eddie, they're controlled by who? The owners? Front office. Front office. Just a bunch of meat puppets. I really would love to know how, like, I'd want to sit down with a MLB manager, for real. And go through a day and see how much input they are really given. Like, is it legit that they show up to the ballpark and on their desk is the lineup? Or are there suggestions and then you make the lineup from that? Because that, to me, is a lot different than... I feel like most of us think that the manager is told what to do, when to do it. And then between 7 and 10 p.m., it's obviously on them. But going in, they are given strict instructions as to... How they handle the game. See, I think here's what I think happens. I think when the manager comes in that the, he has some suggestions. I agree. Then the manager makes a lineup and sends it in. For to, approval. For approval. I guess. I mean, it's certainly possible. And I do think it's helpful if the stat geeks or whatever you want to call them, they say, listen, you know, you're facing whoever tonight. 
this guy's career stats against him. We think it's a good idea if he's in the lineup because he's five for his last nine against him. That stuff to me is all good, and why wouldn't you use that information? But I don't know. I, I feel like there's this sense that they show up to the ballpark and the lineup's posted in their office, and then you go tell the team, and you almost yeah. had no uh, yeah. decisions to make. I, I don't know it's how I believe that. Collaborative. Agreed. Collaborative effort, Jerry, if you will. But collaborative isn't, isn't a puppet to me. That's not a meat puppet to No, you? because to me, at the end of the day, I still think you get to send out the lineup as opposed to when it's given to you. I'm just so happy meat puppet isn't a dirty thing because I was just assuming. Also says an ugly bag of water. That seems weird. <laughs> How do you have an ugly bag of water? I don't know. What does that, that mean? even mean? That's a, a way to describe human beings. An, as an ugly bag of ugly water? Ugly bags of mostly water. Wow. Have you ever, well, maybe me, have you ever referred to anybody as an ugly bag of water? <laughs> I read it in a science fiction book. There goes Jerry, the ugly bag of water, <laughs> or as I call him, the meat puppet. <laughs> Chris Sale is also set to return <laughs> to pitch for the Red Sox shortly. Good. That's that's what they need. More help. More they, help. They, they, lo- they did lose last night, which snapped a f- five-game winning streak. They swept the Yankees over the weekend. So they've played over. They've played well. Now they get him. Not bad. Now there's a fella down there in, where Chris Sale is currently rehabbing. His name is Connor Seabold. 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 He's right, a, a he Boston want? prospect pitcher. He's rehabbing an arm injury with uh, Chris Sale. Okay. And he says he had uh, tweeted out or Instagrammed out a picture of Chris Sale and said uh, of his return, "quote The boogeyman's coming." Okay. Why they call is him this? The boogeyman. I guess I don't know. Did you look into where that comes from? Uh, that that was where it came from. That's all we saw. So boogeyman. That Chris Sale is the boogeyman. Hmm. I wonder if this is something new. The boogeyman? Because I never heard that before. You've heard of a boogeyman, though, when you were a kid. You were afraid oh, of Oh, sure. Every, every kid did, yeah. So, yeah, this is all about the kid calling him that. We all had the boogeyman. No, that's not true. You know why? Because you can buy a Chris Sale boogeyman t-shirt. Oh. So this must be his nickname from years past. Huh. He How about is that? the boogeyman. Yeah, I didn't know that. The boogeyman has been around for a very long time, mid-19th century. Well, Not Chris Sale, the boogeyman, but the, the, the concept of the boogeyman. <laughs> stupid. He would hide in the, in the night. <laughs> the boogeyman. Well, the boogie kids, down Bronx. Now, and who starts that? The parents start that. Because how would a kid know right. of that? I right. guess maybe right. in a children's book they might read it or on TV. I guess they could see it. No, but at some point your parents said to you, the boogeyman's going to get you. I don't think I ever said that to my kids. I feel like you've you're telling. you got to pass that along, Jerry. I don't need to it's pass it like along. like your parents passed it along Why don't you, you tell that to Whimsy? Listen, if Whimsy. you get up tonight, the boogeyman's coming to get you. Whimsy, if you wake me up prior to my 2 a.m. <laughs> alarm going off, the boogeyman will get you. I'm pretty sure that won't work, although that jackass woman that you spoke to that says she actually can tell what the dog's she's thinking. Not, she's not a jackass woman, Oh, come Jerry. on. She can't read what a dog is thinking. Yes, yeah, she can. No, she can't. She reached please out to me yesterday and told me that Whimsy told her she really wants a house with a yard. Oh, please. Oh, because, like, every dog doesn't. It's so stupid, some of this stuff. Yeah. The boogeyman. Aye, aye, aye. The boogeyman in the boogie down Bronx. It's amazing is people actually pay for this stuff. Uh, for dog whispers. Come on, man. That sort of thing. Good Lord. A.J. Brown, you know him, Jerry. He's, did, did, uh, did the dog also tell her that she likes to eat every day? Uh, yes. She did. She did. She mentioned she that. tell her that she likes to go out and, like, do her business. Mm-hmm. Smell things. Right. Told her that as well. Mm. A.J. Brown, Jerry, he's a wide receiver for the Tennessee Titans. He dry, tried to give his number 11 jersey to Julio Jones, who is the newest member 
of the Tennessee Titans, but Julio Jones would not take it. Really? Yeah. He's so this to, is why he's going to number two? He's going to number two instead. Okay. But this guy was ready to give it right up, A.J. Brown, and he's a good wide receiver, too. Maybe he's wearing two respect. out of respect for his former quarterback. Isn't Matt Ryan, too? quarterback. Right? Yes. So maybe he's doing that because they had a bond. Now they say currently not, some, no. like, backup punter wears number two. but No one cares about him. <laughs> like, let's be honest. He's not going to be in the league next year. Right. He's backup getting... punter. He's getting. Uh, he's he's going to have to give up that jersey. There's probably not even a discussion. Backup punter. That's Backup funny. punter. Like what? How could you ever go to job and go to your job with confidence that you're going to be there tomorrow? If you're the backup punter for the Tennessee Titans, that's not the backup quarterback, right? Which is a great job. Yeah. How many teams even have backup punters? Well, maybe right now he's a backup punter, and once camp starts and they start whittling things down, you're no longer the backup punter. I'm glad you said camp. How about the? Did you see this Mini story? Because this is fascinating to me, and you talk about just terrible luck for, for sure. Did you see the story about the two 49ers yesterday? What did they do? OTAs. We're not exactly hitting and putting the pads on and going 100 miles an hour, nothing like that. So they, I don't, I don't know if they're both starters, but offensive lineman Justin School and safety Tavarius Moore out for the season, torn ACL, torn Achilles. They tore their ACLs in OTAs, uh, OTAs. Two guys in the same practice. I mean, good lord, that's awful. That's a bad job by them. Well, that it's not them. I mean, it's it's, their fault. They're not conditioned terrible. properly. It's just some of these non-contact injuries to yeah. me are. Fa- I, I don't understand it. I don't. These guys are world-class athletes, and it happens they're over t- and over they're again. They're too strong, Jerry. I will never tear my ACL because it doesn't get any use. Do you have an ACL? An ACL? Where is that ACL? That's like between by the— Isn't uh, it behind uh, the knee? By your, oh, I thought that was by your—oh, uh, I was thinking where the Achilles is. That's like near the uh, heel, right? That's the Achilles. The Achilles. Yeah, which I partially tore when I was 16. Why when, when you have something, they say, that? oh, that's your Achilles heel? You know what I, mean? I like, don't know where that phrase saying, comes from. I'm yeah. sure Eddie can tell us. Go like ahead. Your Achilles heel. It's from the, uh, the story of Achilles. Achilles. In Greek mythology. He had his uh, foot cut or something? No, he was <laughs> dipped in the river. I, I don't know if it was the river Styx, but, and that gave him immortality and an impenetrability. And, but he was held as he was dipped by the heel so that one spot did not get covered. Wow. So he was vulnerable there. Get your fart clips ready. <laughs> I don't understand. You're like the smartest guy I know. You should go on Jeopardy. That is awesome. The Achilles Greek heel. mythology for 500, Aaron. He, he was dipped. Yeah, sounds awful. Just by the one Achilles heel. And thus, it's weak. It's his kryptonite. I gotta, you need to write more liners. It's the warm-up show where you get smarter just by listening. Okay, you want that one? I think that's pretty good. Put that in the mix. We do have to take a break, though. What? And you have a very important message to tell people. Yes, uh, I've been in my condo now for just over a year, and it's already worth more than I paid for it. That's right. It's worth more in just a year's time. Stop paying rent and build equity with Carney Bank. They make the entire mortgage process very easy. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages to learn more. Rates are still low. And you don't need to put down 20%. Go to Carney Bank. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. I got an answer about the home run that we were talking about. I'll tell you it on the other side of the break right now. And then Boomer and Geo at 6, Odyssey Sports Minute. Amy Lawrence is back talking about the NFL and viewership. 
It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Yankees won last night. The Mets did lose. Um, Al's got something to tell you. Warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. And before the break, I just told you to clear one thing up. Al yeah. and my friend who umpires said that home run thing, that mm-hmm. is an appeal play. And if you don't and a pitch is thrown, it's over. So it's like you can't go back to it. I see. So it's like the tag up. You have to appeal it. And many alert Twitter followers are telling me that that fella Hayes on the Pirates who missed first base on his home run and got called out is the son of Charlie Hayes. He played for the Yankees. He made the catch in 1996. Which catch is this? Oh, come on, dude. For real? Which one, though? So many catches. Because the catch is Dwight Clark over the Cowboys. You're saying a Charlie Hayes Off catch. third base. For the Yankees. The game-clinching catch. I see. Oh. I don't expect... Uh, okay. All right. I, I, was, I know I know. the, the year didn't listen, start with an eight. I know. I, I know. dropped out when they went on strike. I dropped out for a couple so years. So did I. I. I did. You know what? I, I did too. giving them my business. But I, I was watching the World Series. You did? I, yes. I thought they canceled the World Series. And That's I actually I got, I got back involved that year. In 96? In 90, I did. Because the Yankees had a nice little run going. And, it was yes. something to watch. Correct. I did get involved. I don't know. And Daryl was there. You know, I'm a huge strawberry fan. So I did come back. Not fully. It took me a while. But I was back for that. And I was doing Once again, it'll be a 3-2. The The stretch. And pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes the catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. I'm glad that rings a bell for you. (laughs) Wake up early with Al and Jerry in the warm-up show at 5 a.m.